0: we'll make the protein ourselves. So they brought, bought uh, Optimum Nutrition for like $500 million. Okay. Um, they also bought Nature's Best, IsoPure. They bought BSN is under Glombia. So anything, BSN, IsoPure, uh, 100% weight, like Optimum Nutrition, anything under that Glombia umbrella, really good products. They're under a big company. They're never going to lie on their label. If Glombia ever lied on any of these labels, they got too much to lose. You know, that's like one of the biggest food manufacturers in the world. So that's really good. You can really trust anything these guys are doing. Now, rule one, Tony, when his non-compete expired, he's like, hey, I want to start another protein company because I already sold one for $500 million. Maybe I'll be able to sell another one, or maybe I just want to make protein. So he made rule one, okay? So this guy's like the godfather of protein. Let's look at the blend and the ingredients for rule one. What's the first thing listed? in the rule one blend?
1: Protein blend.
0: Protein blend. Everyone together, what's the first type of protein in there? Whey protein. Isolation. isolate. Whey isolate. What's the next one? Hydro All right. And then it says it's got micronized amino acid blend, leucine, isoleucine, valine. We'll talk about that in a minute. So if we're looking at the different types of whey protein, <laughs> would anyone say that a concentrate? No, right? it's got no concentrate in it. What about isolate? Who would call it an isolate protein? Raise your hand. Who would call it hydrolyzed? Raise your hand. OK, so it's, it's a little bit of both, right? But what's the first ingredient listed?
1: Weight protein isolate. It's isolate, right?
0: So if the first thing listed, we know the predominant ingredient is weight isolate. We gotta tell it to the consumers that hey, this is mainly whey isolate, so we won't call it just like a straight whey hydrolyze. The only hydrolyzed protein that's all hydrolyzed that we sell is uh Whey Okay, and it's the only one that's all hydrolyzed. It's kind of expensive too, but the cool thing about this one is an isolate protein, but it's got some hydrolyzed blended in with it, so it's a, what's called a premium hydro. Because they're putting a premium protein along with the isolate, the isolate and the hydrolytes It also, when it says the amino acid blend, it's got leucine, isoleucine, and valine in there. Anyone know what those three aminos are? Leucine, isoleucine, and valine, what those are called? Anyone know? Leucine, isoleucine, valine. What's that? BCAAs, branched-chained amino acids. Okay, so If you don't know that, write that down. Leucine, isoleucine, and valine are the branched-chained amino acids. Leucine especially turns on your anabolic receptor. So, when you have BCAAs with your protein powder, or even if you took BCAAs with like the food you eat, like chicken or steak, it increases the benefits of that protein because your anabolic receptors are on. It's going to maximize the effectiveness of that protein. Okay? So, whenever you see leucine, isoleucine, valine, branched chain amino acids, you know you got a premium protein, okay? Uh, when it comes to costs, the gold standard 100% weight, two pound is 29.99, the five pound is uh, 57.99, the two pound rule one, 28.99 and you get 38 servings, and the five pound is 55.99 for 76 servings, I believe. So you get a better blend of protein, you uh, get more servings And it's a cheaper cost Than the 100% weight So why would people get the 100% weight Over the rule 1 I mean I think the rule 1 tastes really good uh, In my opinion I, I like it better Than the optimum nutrition But that's my opinion my, Everyone's taste buds are different There's a lot of people who prefer the taste Of 100% weight Versus a rule 1 So with this stuff you kind of got to talk to the people, and you got to try the stuff yourself to see what you like, you know, and you can tell the difference. Um, This will blend a little better than this too because it's all isolate isolate blends. If I just put in my shaker bottle and shake it up, this will blend better. If I put the 100% weight in my shaker bottle with water, I really need like a blender ball or like one of those, uh, the perfect shaker's got like a stick with like a... Uh, piece of metal on there that blends it. Nice. You really need one of those a little more with the hundred percent weight. If someone wants a thicker shake, the hundred percent weight will be a little thicker than the rule one. So it just depends on what the person's looking for. Go ahead buddy. So do they take this with water or
1: they can use stuff the like The best way to do
0: it I would do it with water. It's gonna absorb the best, but you can mix it with almond milk too. Mm-hmm. You mix it with milk. You can take it you can really mix it with any liquid you want. It's just personal preference. Right. If you're trying to get the least amount of calories and the best absorption, water is the best way to go. Um, just because it's less nutrients your body has to digest. Um, what's, that? what's that? Yeah. Well, you can and hy- hydrolyze and isolate. You can do them whenever you want. Okay. But you can definitely do it before because it digests faster, so it's not going like, to be bogging you down when you work out. But if you took casein before your workout, or concentrate before your workout, I wouldn't recommend that because it takes longer to digest. So you're right, you could absolutely do hydrolyze and isolate before, but you can really do it whenever too. Um, it's just really, you don't want to have concentrate or casein right before your workout. Does that make sense? What's that? Sure, absolutely. If you know they're going to take their protein before their workout, Or, I'll tell you, isolate and hydrolyze, you could sell it as, hey, you can really take this whenever you want because it digests so fast. So yeah, it's actually a great selling point. Yeah, go for it. That's not necessarily true. I mean, if you took it with peanut butter, it's actually going to slow down the digestion process because peanut butter is high in fat and there's more nutrients that to digest. Now you should take protein with carbohydrates or fat to slow it down a little because a lot of this stuff digests so fast that it will oxidize. Um, And you know, like when you're eating a real meal, you take carbs and proteins with it too. Not to mention if it's before your workout, carbohydrates is gonna be beneficial to fuel your workout too. It won't necessarily get into the bloodstream faster, but it's going to prevent oxidation because whenever you eat anything, there's some oxidation. Oxidation is just like basically rendering your food useless. It just, I don't know how to describe it, It just vaporizes it basically is what oxidation is. Um, So there's always going to be a little of that, but the more um, carbs or fats you take with protein, even just a small amount is going to prevent uh, some oxidation. So, yeah, it's, it's not a bad idea to do it with a small amount of carbs. Like if you took a protein powder with a banana, that's probably what you need to do. Yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily recommend, you know, throwing processed sugar in there. Uh-huh. Now, if you want to use protein powder with Vitargo, that's a really good way to do it, okay? So let's look at, uh, let's look at a couple other ones. Who's there to isofletyl for? Oh. This label's actually wrong, so I don't want to get too far. The way isolate they put there. They used to put hydrolyzed and isolate in there. They're a Canadian company. Tastes really good. Um, especially their chocolate peanut butter. Most people say that's like the best protein they've ever tasted. Uh, even if it's only with water. It's kind of expensive though. It's $75 for a 5 pound container. Um, so that's not going to be for a lot of people. But a lot of people that have kind of been using it for a long time are hooked on it and, and they just love the taste. What I like about it is they actually list the amino acid profile on the side of the label, which is really cool. So you can actually see exactly what aminos you're getting. Um, There's some protein, if you go buy your protein from Walmart, they all got their protein for $10. But they may not tell you the amino profile in there. So it could just be, it could just be, hey, uh, you know, yeah, we got... 10 grams of taurine in here that's your 10 grams of protein we've been in here for 2 hours we haven't talked about taurine at all taurine doesn't really have a lot of muscle building properties it's amino acid but it doesn't have a lot of muscle building properties same with arginine when they do that it's called protein spiking so they can tell you it's got 10 grams of protein but they don't tell you that the amino acids in there are not really good for building muscle or it doesn't contain all the essential amino acids so that's why you kinda gotta be careful with what proteins you're buying. If something's like seems like it's too good to be true, it probably is. Okay. And then this one, if we read the ingredients on this one, what is this what's the ingredient listed in this protein? Casein. right? So what kind, what is casein?
1: You can drink at night. Drink at, know, at night why? Digestion. Well, it slows down the digestion Because it's cost. slow
0: digesting, right? So in between meals. So if you guys can read labels and read ingredients, it doesn't matter what they put on the front or how well they're advertising it. Um, like So Ghost, I haven't looked at I think Ghost, is use, they use a whey concentrate. I don't believe it's whey
1: isolate. I, I think it's isolate.
0: Are you sure? Isolate I'm, plus concentrate? Or just. pretty sure it's isolate. i got to look at it. Yeah. Same. It's been a while so yeah you can you could spin it around you can see what they're putting in so if they're charging you let's just say ghost is is using concentrate and isolate and rule one has isolate and hydrolyzed and they're the same price I mean me personally I would probably get the isolate and hydrolyzed because it's a better value for that price so no one can like trick you with a good ad campaign You can just look at the ingredients, and you can figure out, well, which product is better for my needs? Do I want to pay more for this one? And some people, that that's what with Ghost, one of the reasons people will do that is because they have these exotic flavors, and maybe people will pay more for the flavor. But you can, just because they call something Fruity Pebbles um, versus Fruity Cereal, they might taste pretty damn close, is it worth paying an extra fee? $5 $5 because it's got a picture of Fred Flintstone on the front of it. You know, it does To me, that doesn't make sense.
1: Are you taking shots of that new ISO flex? What's that? Are you taking shots
0: of that new ISO flex? Wait, what's going on? The new ISO flex is the initial piece. I just not Oh, no, you're talking about ISO 100. ISO 100, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm not taking shots of uh, that I'm going to say, man, what's principal you're No, ISO 100 is awesome. Anything But cereal. they're not charging you $5 extra. For the free Pebbles. ISO 100 is a really good product, yeah. But, um, yeah, Ghost, maybe Ghost is Fruit Loops. I can't remember. Oh, Ghost, what they do is, their big thing is they will get uh, they will get all these... Uh, Top flavors?
1: Yeah, these, these
0: flavors. It's, it's all based on flavors, yeah. It's all based Warheads. on flavors. Warheads. Yeah, exactly. And they get the exact flavoring that they use in these products. But for me, it's not worth paying more for the warhead flavor versus the, the war candy flavor. Just, you know, because you're, you're paying for a picture or something. Um, so that's where you just got to be careful. If you taste it and you like the taste of them the same, and you say, all right, well this blend is way better and it's cheaper, why the hell am I going to pay you know, extra for that? But the ISO 100 doesn't. It's, it's the same price as the normal one. So that's all you guys got to do. You guys are all protein experts. If you know the different types of protein, you can read ingredients, you can figure all this stuff out. No one's going to trick you anymore. And I'll teach you how you don't get tricked in pre-workouts in a little bit. Okay? But, because most of our members are going to come to us looking to lose weight, I want to focus on how fat loss works in the body. So the way fat loss works is, one, men and women tend to store fat in their midsection. That's what's called stubborn fat. Hard to get rid of them. okay The only way you get rid of stubborn fat is, getting eat right, you've got to be It gets your hormones in a way where you can reduce stubborn fat. When it comes to exercise, anyone know the best kind of exercise uh, for most generations to lose fat losses? Anyone know? Uh, no, not walking. Interval training? Yes, high intensity interval training. Hit the best for most generations, the most effective way to lose weight, okay? Lose body fat, I should say. High intensity interval training, so that encompasses resistance training, with uh, high-intensity heart training, okay? So it's high-intensity interval training, well, I actually call it HIIT. Um, I think it was in, it was either the New England Journal of Medicine or uh, Harvard was the one who did the study on that, but it's the most effective way for most generations to lose weight, okay, body fat. Uh, and the reason it is, is when you do high-intensity interval training, it, uh, it puts your hormones in a state where your body produces more... IGF-1 um, and that helps you reduce body fat. So, if you have clients looking to lose weight, um, get them the exit training and have them do some resistance training, okay? Uh, how does body fat get stored when you overconsume calories? Mainly fats are the ones that will get stored first, but it can happen with carbohydrates. It's not so much with protein. Um, but if you over consume fats, what happens is uh, You have these fat cells in your body Everyone's got fat cells you know, They Look like little balls okay? And they fill up With lipids as you over consume Nutrients okay? When you over consume nutrients These fat cells expand with lipids And as they expand They can go from being here To this okay? That's what happens when you become obese The fat cells have expanded And You know, when multiple fat cells expand, that's how our waist gets bigger and that's how obesity occurs. Now you don't get rid of fat cells, you get rid of the lipids inside of fat cells. So when you're eating right, you're exercising, hopefully doing your HIIT training, um, and eating uh, a well-balanced diet, those fat cells will begin to release uh, release lipids into the bloodstream. When those lipids get released into the bloodstream, your body will breathe them out, it gets it converted to CO2 in your lungs, you will breathe the fat out of CO2, and that's how you get rid of the most of fat. Some of it will get excreted out through your kidneys, okay, when it goes back. And then these fat cells reduce, and that's what reduces obesity. Okay? In very simple terms. So in order to reduce obesity, you got to eat right, and you got to exercise appropriately. And it happens your hormones enter the right state, and now you need to deficit. What do I mean by caloric deficit? Anyone know what caloric deficit is? Eating less calories than you burn. I actually like to burn more than I'm eating though. Okay, because a lot of people will just say I'm not going to exercise, I'm just going to eat less. That's not a good way to lose weight. You want to eat more and exercise more. So you want to eat more ca- or burn more calories than you're eating. Uh, because someone who just cuts their calories they're not going to be happy with their body composition. No. Okay, So we got to create a caloric deficit. So how can I tell how many calories I'm eating? How am I going to know that? How can I tell how many calories my clients are eating? Anyone remember? Yeah. Use the app. Perfect. Best answer in the world. Use the app. Okay? App's going to figure all that for you, and then you don't have to uh, you know, manually calculate this stuff. What about how do you figure out how many calories I'm burning? Anyone know? Calories
1: in, tires out. What's that? Calories in, calories out. Or? Well, yeah, but how do I
0: track how many calories I'm burning? Right. heart, Green. heart oh, rate I monitor. Care. What? No, so man, I like your um, heart rate monitor answer better. Okay. Because heart, I'm not on a cardio machine all day, right? Yeah, so I don't know. So heart rate monitor is the best way or a fitness tracker. Yeah. But you gotta be careful which one you're using. Uh, don't let your clients use the Fitbit. I call it the shitbit. We used to carry Fitbit, they're getting sued. Their client, their heart rate trackers and fitness trackers, they're not even within 20% of what you're actually burning. So I don't recommend the, Fit, the Fitbit. The Apple Watch has gotten a lot better. Theirs is a lot more accurate, especially if you pair it with one of the heart rate monitoring straps, then it's really good. couple um, of clients that that was on Yeah, Fitbit is always on the high side. I, I remember, our owner, actually, he was giving me a hard time because my watch was saying, uh, you know, I was at 10,000 steps and he was at, like, 20. He's like, you gotta get more active. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. and it's, it's like, so I got longer legs. That's so exactly. I mean, I'm getting faster. Every time you breathe in the direction of uh, the like, it, like, goes on. Well, so that was funny. Then when they got hit with the lawsuit, I went, um, like, yeah, it looks like you're, uh, <laughs> well, 20% higher at least than we are supposed to, some of them have been 50% higher. It's crazy. So stay away from the Fitbit. Uh, stay away from the Fitbit. The one that we recommend to most people, we've carried all of them at one point in time. We recommend Polar because it's the most accurate. Very cost effective, reasonable price, it's the most accurate. They've been around the longest, they've had the technology since 1970. And whoever comes to market with the technology first, it's always hard for everyone to catch up. It just is. Now, what I will say about Polar, you know, they're just not the, the coolest looking watches. In the world, okay? Um, for most people, what I recommend to clients, A370. Why do I recommend the A370? Great value, $149, it's very small, it's got a touch screen, color screen, you can sync it to uh, your email, you can sync it to your text messages, Twitter alerts, Instagram, whatever you want. Um, it's like seven days battery life, uh, and with you guys get a discount, I think it's like $129 for your clients after the discount they're training for, okay? So for $129 to have uh, a fitness tracker, 24-7, 365, that's a pretty good deal, you know? And, and I, my, my Polar, uh, I've had my A370 for years and it works perfectly fine. The only reason I upgraded to the new one is the new one has a stopwatch on it, and for some of the stuff I like to do, I like to have a stopwatch. But this one's like $289. Advantage M. I just wouldn't pay. Uh, most people, I should say, I wouldn't recommend to pay an extra hundred dollars for you know a stopwatch feature. And because I'm getting old, uh, I can't see as well as I used to. Uh, and I like the bigger face on there. It's easier for me to read stuff. Okay. For most people, they're going to get what they need out of the A370. Okay. Um. So once, once we've got a calorie deficit, we're eating right, our body starts to trigger these hormones that say, hey, we, we can release the fat. So in this stubborn area, there's alpha and beta receptors. The alpha receptors of your fat cells, hold on, they've they stopped uh, releasing fat. So they, they store body fat, okay? When you're eating right, you're doing HIIT, it suppresses that alpha receptor, so it's the receptor that slows fat release, it turns that up. and it triggers the beta receptor, and the beta receptor is the one that speeds uh, fat release. And this is all controlled by your hormones, which is why high-intensity interval training is so important, because that's what signals uh, the beta receptor to start burning body fat. Okay, so whenever you want to burn body fat, incorporating the high-intensity interval training is very important. Okay. Uh, when I talk about using the heart rate monitor, why do I like this? There's an app you download called PolarFlow, and it gives you a dashboard of all the calories you burn. The other great thing about this is if you have a training client, they can upload all this into the training app and the Export Fitness app, and you can manage your client files through that Export Fitness app, and you can see exactly what the clients are doing when they're not with you. So if you're not achieving, if they're not achieving their fat loss goal, you can figure out exactly why. So they can't come to you and say, um, you know, your program sounds good. You can look at them and you can say, hey, you're not hitting our target caloric goals. You're not, um, your nutrition is not where it needs to be, because I can see everything they're eating. If you're a trainer, you have to get your clients using, uh, the fitness track. Essential. Okay. Track how so many calories they burn a day, how they sleep um, in a week. This is the only way you're going to figure out a caloric deficit. Otherwise, you got to go manually, and you got to try to calculate this on your own. Which, if you got 10 clients, you don't want to be calculating nutritional goals for 10 clients seven days a week. Okay. So let's say they're using the app. They're using the uh, the for and now we're trying to create a calorie deficit. So this person, we have them eating 2,600 calories. That's just one way to do it through macronutrients. It's not the best way. Maybe it's not the worst way. It's just one way that people consume 2,600 calories. So using this for example, um, the app will figure all this stuff out for you uh, if you're using the foods app. So if they say, hey, I wanna lose 20 pounds, it will determine how many carbs, proteins, and fats they need to use. It takes all that out of your hand none of us are qualified to do that anyways because none of us are registered dietitians or uh, certified nutritionists. So in this scenario, this person is burning 2,600 calories uh, on their heart rate tracker and they're consuming 2,600 calories, what's going to happen to their body composition? It's going to stay the same, right? So now when this person starts working with the trainer, they're going to start burning more calories. Okay. So the next slide is going to show what happens, hopefully, when they're training with one of you. Now they're going to burn extra 500 calories a day. Okay, so they're burning like 3,100 calories. They're eating 2,600 calories, and now we have a calorie deficit. You guys all see that? So 3,100 calories minus 2,600 calories puts them in a 500 calorie deficit. So based on that, no one's going to train with you seven days a week. No one should train seven days a week anyways, because you should always take a day there to recover. Okay. And not to mention, every client's not going to be a millionaire, so they're just not going to afford to be able to train seven days a week. Because I'm bad at math, we're going to use the example where they're training seven days a week with you. So if this person was training seven days a week with you, how many pounds of fat would they lose in a week?
1: Three thousand five. Anyone know how many pounds they would lose in a week? What's it?
0: Why do you say one pound? 3,500. 3,500, right? How are you getting the 3,500? How a day? What's that? 500 times what? Seven. Seven, because there's seven days in a week, gives you 3,500. You guys see how easy that is? So, if this person has a 500 calorie deficit a day, how long is it going to take them to burn 10 pounds? 10 weeks. 10 months? 10 weeks. 10 weeks, right? Yeah, if we're doing 10, one pound a week, right? Oh, one, one pound a week. One pound a week is going to be 10 weeks, right? Oh. What if they want to burn 20 pounds? How many weeks?
1: Twenty weeks.
0: What they want to build burn a million pounds? How many weeks? A million weeks. A million weeks, right? It's easy because we got we got all of our data. But if I don't give you this data, how are you gonna tell someone how long it's gonna take for them to lose ten pounds? You can't, right? You're just gonna guess. And people don't pay fifty to seventy dollars an hour to someone who's just gonna guess. That's what separates you from everyone else. Especially if you want to be a $70 an hour trainer. If you're $70 an hour trainer, guess what? You get paid more. If you want to be a $70 an hour trainer, you have to provide something that differentiates you from the average $50 an hour trainer. No one just pays more to pay more. They pay more for expertise. So if you could show your clients why you're going to get them better results than every other trainer in here... Or maybe all of our trainers are going to show our clients why we're going to get them better results than every other fitness operator out there. That's what's going to get them to pay a premium for training. People want results, and if your service is worth it, people will pay them. But if you expect people to pay for a service that is just average, at some point they're no longer going to pay you for that service anymore. Okay? questions with this. So get your clients on the app. app is free. Get them a heart rate monitor. Things. Once they have it, they can use it forever. It's going to help you uh, track their progress, hold them accountable, achieve their goals. Because what happens, let's say you have a 10-week program where someone's going to lose 10 pounds. That's your program. You say, hey, we're going to lose 10 pounds in 10 weeks. What happens in 5 weeks if they've only lost 2 pounds? They get bored they're gonna get discouraged, right? Are they gonna wanna push through? And then trainers, when you re-sign your clients, you get 10% commission of whatever it is that they buy. So our average training package costs, is 20 sessions, it costs about a thousand bucks. You sell that, you get $100. Even if you don't even train the person, you get $100, okay? That's your commission on it. And then you get paid for every hour that you service. If you're a trainer and you're not training a client, you don't get paid. So you want to retain your clients. You want to re-sign your clients, okay? And then the more you re-sign your clients, the more chance you can increase your hourly pay as well. Um, so let's say they, they're on that ten-week program. They've only burned two pounds in five weeks. They're going to get discouraged. They're probably not going to want to re-sign if at the end of the ten weeks you told them they were going to burn ten, and they're going to and they only end up burning four pounds, right? So what do you got to do? What's that? Oh, who said something? Something said something. you got to get on them. What are we going to do? We're going to get them back to the program, right? You're going to say, hey, you only burned two pounds in the first five weeks. You're, you're on pace to burn four because something's going wrong. Maybe you're not exercising without me, or maybe your meals aren't right, right? we got to go and look into that. But if we don't have that data to look into, I'm going to tell you right now. If you say, ask your clients, are you sick into my meal plan? What are they going to tell you? Yeah, Yeah, of course I am. I eat perfectly. Do you work out when you're not with me? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because clients are going to lie to you. Because it's never their fault, right? It's been their fault their whole life. And now, guess what? Now that they hired you, guess whose fault it's going to be now? Yours, right? (laughs) Now that they hired you, it's your fault. So get ready for it. Because they're going to come at you and they're going to say... I paid you this money to give me the results, you didn't get me there, it's your fault. But your job as a trainer is to put it back on them and be like, no. You keep doing what you did before you got here and you're gonna get the same results. But if you aren't following the protocols and tracking this stuff, it's gonna be really hard to resign that person. <laughs> okay? um, so make sure your clients are using a polar heart rate monitor. Make sure we're uploading it into the app. Make sure they're using the foods app so you can track their progress and they can't lie to you. And then in five weeks, you tell them, hey, maybe we're not gonna burn 10 pounds in 10 weeks because you already screwed up the first five weeks. But this next five weeks, we're gonna burn our five and we're gonna get to seven. So this app is for everybody to use basically? The, the Export Fitness app, everyone can use. You can even download that Polar Flow app for it's free. But unless you have the watch or a strap to sync to it, it's not going right. to do anything. But can we track our client progress through the Export Fitness app? Yes. If, if they have a Polar heart rate monitor, they have to use that app from Polar, and then they upload it into the Export Fitness app, and then it stores in a client's file folder. You can track their nutrition is free. You just go to the – you click the My Nutrition button, download the foods app, and just make sure they're entering their foods in, and that will get uploaded into the Export Fitness app as well okay <clears throat> but in order to use that and get the calories they burn they got to have a heart rate monitor and we, we can sync with Fitbit on there too it's just not going to be as accurate so if they got to get a heart rate monitor get them the, the Polar give them the A370 is the most cost effective okay makes sense
1: is there a difference between uh, that and like MyFitnessPal or anything or yeah
0: MyFitnessPal is, uh, is good it's just we like that program better when we went to it um Just uh, a a little more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The people who built it are just a little better. Um, My Fitness Pal is a free app. Okay. And it's through Under Armour too. I think Under Armour sponsors that one. This one is a pay app that you would have to pay for if you weren't
1: through export. Gotcha. Um, So it's more like customized. and,
0: And it syncs to our export app, so you as a trainer can track your client's progress, even if the client isn't there. My Fitness Pal, it will not upload to the export app. Gotcha. Other questions? Okay, so let's look at some things that will help you burn fat. And we're just gonna focus on ingredients, okay? These are the products that have these ingredients, but we're gonna just focus on ingredients. I don't want you to recommend these supplements to clients before they're taking a protein or multivitamin though, okay? Get a good foundation, you may never have to even talk about these products with your clients because they get great results from protein and multi, but you're going to have clients that are going to ask you about it, especially like amino energy is probably their best selling supplement that we carry. So we got to talk about it. Um, so ingredients that are going to help you burn fat. Uh, have you ever seen green tea extract? When you spin the label around and look at a product, uh, green tea extract suppresses your alpha receptor. What does the alpha receptor in your fat cells do? Slows fat release, right? What does the beta receptor do? Speeds it up. So it suppresses your alpha and uh, stimulates your beta. So it's a two in one, okay? So it's going to help with fat loss. Anytime you see green tea in a product, if you see Yohimbe, Rawolfia, Rawolfine, those suppress the alpha receptor, okay? So a lot of times that will be combined in a product that has green tea. And you'll see those in a lot of products. Okay? Now, what's it? Uh, it suppresses the alpha receptor. Okay? You bet. Now for the hardest thing there is to do. Build muscle. Building muscle is by far the hardest thing there is to do. That's why um, a lot of times when we take on a new female client, especially, they'll say, "I don't want to eat protein because protein's gonna bulk me up." And like every guy in here is like, "Oh God, if if protein made you that bulky, every one of us would have uh, shoulders from that wall to that wall because we eat so much protein." It's hard. It's really hard to build muscle. Really, really hard. You gotta grind. You gotta eat a lot, you gotta work hard, out hard, and it's hard to build a lot of muscle. But we all wanna build muscle, especially if you're burning fat, you wanna build muscle. It's gonna make you the it's gonna help with fat loss, um, and it's gonna make your physique look better when you lose weight. So we need to understand how to do that. So even though your clients may not necessarily be saying, I wanna build muscle, you have to convince them it's in their best interest if they're losing fat, to build muscle so they can be lean and toned and happy with their results once they lose weight. Okay? And they're not going to get bulky, they're going to get fit. Because it's hard to build muscle. In the best case scenario, the average male will only build one to two pounds of muscle a month. And that's if everything is like perfect. That means you're eating right, you're exercising like beasts, um, you have a big salad uh, calorie surplus, it's hard to do that. Unless you're a beginning lifter. If, if you haven't lifted, you can build muscle fast initially. It's like those beginner games. Or if, if, it, if it's a kid, you know, and they're between like 14 and 18 because they're going through puberty, their testosterone levels are really high. So just, it's just easier for them to build muscle. But for most people, one to two pounds of muscle a month. That means if someone puts on 20 pounds in a year, they kill it. It is so hard to do that. I'll tell you, if you put on ten pounds in a year, you did a great job. It is so hard to build muscle. So whenever you have these people coming to you saying, "Hey, I put on five pounds of muscle in like two weeks," they probably just drank a lot of water, or uh, you know, they put on a lot of body fat. Because no one's building five pounds of muscle in like two weeks, even if you're taking stuff we don't sell. Probably not happening. really, really hard to build muscle. Okay? Let me show you how hard it is. There's a study done. If you look at the bottom of this graph, if you want to figure out more about this, you can just Google the study, and you can get all the info. Uh, but this guy, graded did a study. He took a bunch of athletes. I think this was back in about 2012. Took a bunch of athletes, um, and... Uh, them on a diet that was a 1,000 calorie surplus. So let's just say they were all eating 2,000 calories. He, he bumped them up to 3,000 calories. So he had a 1,000 calorie surplus. Alright, he put them into three different groups and he had all of them exercise for 90 days. Um, now this, these measurements are all in kilograms on this chart. Um, so uh, the first group, only 5% of their total calories came from protein. The second group, 15% of their total calories came from protein. And in the last group, 25% of their total calories came from protein. Alright? Now this is with a 1,000 calorie surplus. So I want to show you how this works. They exercise. in 90 days, they evaluated their gains. What happened to this first group where only 5% of their total calories came from protein? What happened to their lean mass? Wow. It decreased. It dropped, okay? Even with a 1,000 calorie protein uh, surplus, their lean mass dropped because they didn't eat enough protein. That's how hard it is to build muscle. Even if you have a calorie surplus, if you're not eating enough protein, you will lose lean muscle mass. Now, think about this: if your body's in a calorie deficit, okay? This is in a calorie surplus. What do you think is going to happen if you're in a calorie deficit and you're not eating enough protein?
1: Graham. You're really going to
0: lose lean mass. Okay? So that's why I say it's so important if someone's on a weight loss diet you need to eat a lot of protein because you're going to lose all this body fat but you're not going to like the way it looks when you're done because you didn't eat enough protein. And then you're going to have to go and build muscle afterwards. You want to hang on to all the muscle you have. I mean, most people, unless you're like a pro athlete and you're just trying to reduce body weight, you want to try to hang on to the muscle that you have and the groups where 15 to 25% of their total calories came from protein. They built lean muscle, right? But what I want to show you is you can only build so much muscle. You can eat a ton of protein, and there becomes a point where there's a law of diminishing returns. And as you see here, the group that had 25% of their total calories from protein and the group that had 15% of their total calories from protein they kind of got the same results, right? Not that much different. The 25% group built a little more muscle, but it's not like a dramatic amount of muscle more. Because there comes a point where you can only build so much muscle in a given period of time, okay? So these people that just say, hey, I'm gonna get huge, I'm just gonna eat as much protein as I can, there just gets a point where your body can only build so much in a given period of time. Then what happens is you just store the extra calories as body fat. Okay. Um, now with this, you don't even have to worry about this. If your clients are using the app, the app will figure all that out for them. Okay? So you don't have to worry about 15, 20, 30, the app's all going to figure that out if you have them using the foods app. Any questions with this? Okay. So like I said, I'm not going to recommend any of these things until my client is eating protein and multivitamin or takes supplementing with protein and multivitamin because these are all advanced products. But once I'm taking his protein and multivitamin and my client wants to know more about what else to help them achieve their goals, I may mention one of these. Uh, so amino acids, we talked about earlier, if you combine amino acids with protein, it's gonna increase the effectiveness of protein. Because leucine turns on your anabolic receptor. So if you combine any of these amino acid products with your protein, you're gonna get more out of your protein. It's just going to increase the effectiveness of your protein. You're gonna be able to build more muscle. Okay? Um, the other thing you can do with branch chain amino acids you can take them during your workout and it will fuel your workout. So, like Extend, anyone ever hear of Extend powder or the Extend drinks? Those that have BCAAs, those are really good to take during your workout because BCAAs will also fuel your workout. <clears throat> but aminos are all different. We sell a lot of different amino powders. So, how can we compare the differences? So, we've got amino energy, we've got amino core, and we got the rule one pre amino. Okay, we're going to look at all these different aminos. And figure out how they all work together. So the first one is amino energy. So if we read the amino blend, the amino energy. What's the first ingredient listed? In Everyone together. Micronized. Micronized taurine. And we've been in here for two and a half hours. And we talk about taurine at all? Other than I said, sometimes companies will put that in there just to say they got protein in the product, right? It doesn't do a lot for building muscle. So whenever you see taurine, it's not an you amino know, It, it gives you a, a little energy and focus. It's not a great ingredient for building muscle. Alright? Uh, next thing is glutamine. Glutamine, your body produces enough glutamine. It's not something you usually need to supplement with. Unless you're uh, a suppressed immune system. Or, you know, I just had, had a, a, a really bad accident. Or, like, surgery or something. Where there's like, a catastrophic effect on the body. If you're eating... Food, or even if you're taking a protein powder, it's going to have enough glutamine for you to recover properly. Um, Arginine is another one, not a lot of great muscle building benefits. But after Arginine, we finally get to leucine. What's leucine, everyone? What did I say leucine was? Start with the B. B. BCAA. BCAA, okay? If you don't know that, write it down, it's really important. Leucine is a BCAA, a branch chained amino acid. What are the other two branch branch-chained amino acids? Anyone remember? Bison, leucine, valine, uh, <laughs> and what's the other one? Leucine, valine, isoleucine. Okay. So if you ever see those three, those are the branch chain amino acids. But I got to go several ingredients until I get to the branch chain amino acids, right? It sounds like the predominant ingredient. The other thing is that it's called a proprietary blend. So they don't tell you the amounts of any of the aminos they put in there. We just know that they're in there. Mm-hmm. And we know the first one is taurine, and that's what most of the aminos are. Okay? Um, what else is in amino energy that's beneficial to us? If we look at the energy blend, what do we Green tea. What do we see? Caffeine. Someone said green tea. What does green tea do for us?
1: Fat burner. Oh, it burn
0: fat, right? How does it burn fat? blocks the Yep, you got it. So it suppresses it alpha and stimulates the beta. It's got fat burning properties. What else is in here that we might want? Coffee. Beta alanine. Um there is beta alanine. We haven't talked about it yet, but that's beneficial. Yes, we'll talk about that in just a minute. What about an energy plant? What might someone want in that energy plant? A lot of people might want. Caffeine, right? What does caffeine do? Give you energy. Gives you energy, how so? It, uh, it makes it's a stimulant, right? Yeah. So it increases your uh, your blood pressure, your heart rate. So that's going to give you a kind of artificial energy. Okay? Let's look at amino cores. Look at their blend. How does their blend of aminos look?
1: What to do so.
0: What do they got in their Amino acids. BCAAs, right? Tell me how much, right? How much is in there? How many milligrams of branched chain amino acids are in there? Eight thousand milligrams, right? So it's got a good, it's got a very high blend of branched chain amino acids. You always want to have at least five grams of branched chain amino acids when you're taking an amino product. That's like the minimum uh, per serving you want to look for. If you really want to get the most out of amino acids, you need 20 grams of branched-chain amino acids a day. OK? Um, so this one shows you. It's got a lot of amino All right? A lot of aminos, especially leucine, 3600 milligrams. Let's look at the rule one pre-amino. Let's look at their amino blood. So they tell you how many branched-chain aminos are in here too, right? They also have caffeine, right? So they got a little bit of everything. So they're all three different products. And they're all very different. It depends on what a person's needs are, and that's why you got to ask the people questions. Okay. So let's say a client is just looking for the best blend of amino acids, and they just want to combine amino acids with their protein powder and maybe take it while they work out. Which is the best one for them to take? Which one would you recommend? Rule Rule 1. Alright, who who says uh, Rule 1? Raise your hand and say Rule 1. Okay, who says uh, Amino Core? Raise your hand. And who says Amino Energy? Okay, we got a couple people. So we're kind of split with Pre-Amino from Rule 1 and then Amino Core. For, for who's saying aminocore? Why would you say aminocore is the best one?
1: Because it got the most uh, milligrams, of uh, the BCA. Okay,
0: because he says it's got the most milligrams of branch chain amino acids. So if my main goal is to get amino acids, this one has the most. So that's one that I would recommend to But what doesn't it have?
1: Caffeine.
0: Doesn't have caffeine. So if someone wants a stimulant and aminos, which one am I going to mention? Amino so now I'm hearing amino energy and rule one. This is a tricky one. Who's saying rule one? Why are you saying rule one?
1: It has caffeine and more um, BCAAs. Yes, caffeine
0: and more BCAAs. Well, That's who one. is saying amino energy? Does
1: it doesn't have caffeine.
0: Someone's saying amino energy, right? You Why did you say amino energy? like 40. Yeah, so it's got a little more caffeine. So now this is where it's tricky. Now you got to ask people, well, what? Do you want more of? Do you want more caffeine and less aminos or more aminos and less caffeine? And that's where you got to let them choose because there isn't one that's clear cut better. And that's why I don't have to recommend products in here. It just depends. It depends on what people are looking for. Let's say they really want a good blend. Well, then you can combine this with one of those. You know? It just depends. There's a lot of different ways to do this. There's just not a clear cut answer. That's why I'd rather have you guys understand ingredients. Because if you know ingredients, you can recommend anything to anyone based on what they want. That puts a personal and personal training. If you want to be a trainer, you're just gonna be average. But if you want to be a personal trainer and personalize a program for the person, that would make that makes you a $70 trainer. When you know ingredients, you personalize. When you know products, you're a trainer. Okay? You want to personalize the experience. So these are all three are great products but it depends on what the need is. Now there's actually another selling point for amino energy um, that's not on here, but you just gotta know about amino energy. Why do you think a lot of people like amino energy? Anyone know? Well, you can do that with all of them. But yeah, it tells you on the package, you can like put up the six scoops of amino energy if you want like 300 milligrams of caffeine.
1: So you don't have to take pre workout technically if you
0: Maybe maybe not though. You might not have to. But yeah. someone else might need to because the stimulants of pre-workout are a lot different than what's in amino energy. <laughs> okay. What else about amino energy? For me, uh, like I said before, I mean look at the the I love the fiber. I love the fire. Well you got beta alanine in this one too. Are you are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Well that is a solid point though. And we'll get to amino energy, Okay, brand recognition, that could be really good with amino, Uh, optimum nutrition is the most popular in the world, but they also have a ton of different flavors, and that's what I want to point out. They literally have like 20 different flavors. So if someone wants something with a wide variety of flavors, they might go to amino energy. It's just tough. There's a lot of selling points. I mean, if I want like the best of both worlds, I'm probably going rule one, because it's got a lot. of. It's got a lot of caffeine it's got the best of both worlds um but it just depends on what the person's looking for so you if you're just looking something that does both things really good it's pre-amino but if you want more caffeine you're gonna go amino energy
1: now. wait what does it say the amount of caffeine and rule What's that? Does it say the amount of caffeine in rule one? Well, it doesn't,
0: but the energy blend is less than the energy blend in the amino energy. So we can assume there's probably less
1: caffeine. What do you mean by energy blend? See how it says energy blend? Oh. 160 milligrams,
0: this one's 120
1: milligrams. Gotcha.
0: So there's probably less caffeine in there. Gotcha. Okay. Any other questions with this stuff? We don't know for sure because it's a proprietary blend, but it's probably less than amino energy just because the energy blend is less. What's it? Um, Amino energy, I think it tells you, yeah, 100 milligrams. Yeah, 100 milligrams. So their whole energy blend is 120 milligrams. I'm probably saying it's probably less than amino
1: energy. So when they were to say, like, what's the difference between, like... The energy blend and the amino performance, it's like it's just the BCAAs and uh, caffeine difference? Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: for, this is huge, though. You know exactly how many BCAAs yeah. are in this product. You don't know how many are in that one. Gotcha. That, could be, that could be 4,900 milligrams of taurine and yeah. 100 milligrams of everything else. We don't know. It's a proprietary blend. So if someone's really concerned about their amino intake, they're going to want to know exactly how many aminos are in there. Which is why the other one's more organized. Yeah, that's that's a selling point for that one. Any question? No. no? Okay. Everyone good with these now? Alright, let's go to the next page. Okay, so pre team got this things driving me nuts. How are they not dead? this I, well, I didn't I didn't know know. How is the guy who's vacuuming not deaf? <laughs> <That's my mind. laughs> well, that was not the first. 1870 <laughs> Okay, so creatine. Creatine is very beneficial to a lot of people. Uh, creatine is one of the most popular supplements here. It's probably like the best value of any supplement we have. Like $12.99 what creatine does. Uh, it's awesome. So creatine replenishes your ATP stores storage. Fresh, freshman bio, biology. What does ATP do?
1: Gives you energy.
0: Gives you energy, right? Energizes the cells. So adenosine triphosphate gives you energy. When creatine, you take creatine after your workout. When you deplete your ATP stores, it replenishes your ATP stores, which makes you anabolic. When you're anabolic, you build muscle, and burn fat. Um, And it basically just allows you to build muscle, okay? So the way you take creatine, you take, uh, the first two weeks you're taking creatine, you need 10 grams a day, okay? But you have to space it out, 5 grams at a time. So you take five grams after your workout, and five grams eight hours before your workout, or five grams eight hours after your workout. Okay, however you want to do it.
1: Is it five five grams eight hours before? Yes. Okay.
0: Eight hours before, eight hours after, and you also take five grams after your workout. So you get a total of ten grams. So you can take five out five grams before or five grams after, but you want to do eight hours before or after. What's that? Um, in, in order for get creatine to be at the optimal levels in your body, you need 10 grams to saturate in the first two weeks. After the first two weeks, you need 3 to 5 grams a day. That depends on anyone's body. But male or female, creatine's going to do the same thing. It's going to go through the Krebs cycle. It's going to replenish your ATP stores. Creatine, New England Journal of Medicine, has done four studies on creatine any other supplement out there as long as you're a healthy person it's very safe if you have kidney issues you don't want to use creatine because it it does dehydrate you slightly you have to drink a little uh, extra water Um, but creatine is awesome Uh, the other cool thing so after the first two weeks just five grams three to five grams after your workout okay three to five grams after your workout now creatine you have to take with carbohydrates have to take it with uh, some type of simple sugar because otherwise it will not go through the Krebs cycle and it will not enter your cell wall. Okay, so just nothing acidic. You don't want to take creatine with like orange juice or grapefruit juice. You can take it with like, uh, you know, you can take it with a banana or you can take it with apple juice if you want, or you can take it with ice cream. Um, you just have to take Uh, the cool side effect with creatine, you sell creatine to a kid who's never used creatine before. They're going to come and see you in two weeks you they're going to be their hero because their arms are going to be busting out of their shirts. Uh, one of the side effects of creatine is it pulls water to the muscle, it swells your muscle. Um, so if you've got a decent amount of muscle on you, you're going to look bigger. Okay? And it's going to happen in two weeks.
1: Questions about creatine? so after two weeks uh like what happens to the muscle how like how, how quickly does it grow after two weeks what do you mean so you said uh, the first two weeks because of the crap cycle like you uh it's like an instant growth but after two weeks it like, stays there
0: as long as you take protein, creatine five grams a day it stays there
1: so you don't take take it five grams a day twice a day after two weeks just nope, once just day.
0: five grams once a day three to five grams after your workout okay. every even on the days you don't work out you just take it either way gotcha so, even if you're not working out you take three to five grams every day and your your creatine swell will stay there. Okay and it actually will stay like that for thirty days after you take after you stop taking creatine. Somebody so, had a question? 30 days to like, have you the creatine if you stop taking creatine altogether, yeah, if you if you stop taking it for like thirty days, you're gonna have to do the two weeks thing again. Yep. Uh, I like to save money, so I always get the powder. I'll tell you, 150 servings in the Rule 1 creatine for 12.99. dollars 99 there's no better deal than Rochelle. That's sealed
1: When it comes to like supplements, should you do like cycles, like breaks in between or anything? Or it's it always happen?
0: good, to. The more studies that have went out there, though, show that you really don't have to take a break in creatine. Okay. Um, but use as instructed on the label, or do your own research, but most research is now that you don't have to take a break uh, from creatine. So that's that's kind of cool. Nice. Creatine is found in red meat too. Like if you eat a steak, it's gonna have creatine in it. Other questions with creatine? Alright. Let's go into beta-alanine. So beta-alanine, he was talking about earlier. What beta-alanine does uh, is it, it gives you energy, it brings energy uh, In a different form, though, it brings oxygen to the cell. Okay? And this is for endurance athletes. So anyone exercising for 45 minutes or beyond, uh, that's the person that can benefit from beta-alanine. If you're not exercising for beyond 45 minutes, there's no reason to take beta-alanine. Beta-alanine brings oxygen to the cell because it does that, your hands and face will start to tingle. Um That's because your hands and face are very sensitive areas. So when oxygen comes to the surface of the skin, that's what it feels like. And it also buffers out lactic acid when you're exercising. So lactic acid is that burn you feel, like if you've been riding a bike and you start to burn and your legs just give out. It's gonna buffer that out and it's gonna keep it longer um, before that um, slows you down, repairs you. Okay? With beta-alanine. In order to get the benefits from beta alanine, you need to take 3 grams every day. 3.2 grams. 3.2 grams of 3,200 milligrams. You gotta take it every day. Okay? Um, The only pre workouts that have the clinical dose of beta alanine the 3200 milligrams or 3.2 grams to give you the proper dosage oh thank you god of course um the only products that are going to have the proper dosage are impact igniter okay it's going to have three grams c4 ultimate's going to have three three grams broken Arrow is going to have three grams there's a couple of them on there that we don't have on the slide that we sell. That do uh, Total War by Redcon Nutrition or Redcon Sports, um, and then uh But okay, Up uh, is another one. Okay. So there's only five of them that have the 3.2 grams of beta alanine. So you gotta be careful. That's why we were talking about Ghost earlier. I don't. I can't remember if Ghost doesn't have the clinical dose of citrulline or if it's beta alanine, but basically Ghost. Does not give you uh, the proper amount of ingredients, and they charge you $5 more just because. Yeah, I like that.